Here we go, here we go, here we go again. Ladies, what's my weakness? Baywatch Nights. Oh. That didn't quite work out. That was a lot funnier than... It, it worked in my mind. Anyhow, yeah, Baywatch Nights. You, you've been sticking through with it this long, I hope. I, I'm the one watching them, but... I don't even have an introduction. This week's episode, episode 14 of season 1, 14th episode overall, it's called Back Up. And I don't know. I I don't know what this could possibly be with that title. So there could be a lot of uh, people saying, Back Up! Or someone is going to back up their car and crash into something. Or, you know, they're going to be at the club and they're like, Back that ass up! I don't know. So here we go. Back up. Is there a song that goes back up? Whatever. Why do I torture myself? Baywatch Nights. Right now. So we start off. There is this guy and a girl in a lifeboat. They're, uh, and their ship. Their little cabin. Sh- cabin ship? What the fuck is a co- cabin? What is a cabbage ship? We'll just go on. We'll uh, free associate words until we... Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. The listeners probably don't. My cat's making a lot of noise. He's got this really cool, like, chirp. And I wish you could hear it. I wish I could bring him closer to the microphone, but he's not going to allow that. So there's this man and woman. They're on a lifeboat. And the ship that they were on is on fire. And not just any fire, CGI fire, which is the most dangerous fire of all. So you don't know what's going to happen with that, because you can't see it in real time. It just comes up later in post. Very bad CGI fire. There's no hope, because unfortunately, her husband is there in the boat, stuck. And I don't know who this other guy is, and, you know... He got into the lifeboat first? Huh. Seems a little convenient. Like, oh! The husband actually accidentally died, so, you know, I'm just here to comfort her with my penis. And, do not do that! Do not comfort grieving women with your penis. I mean, if they want to, but they gotta be the ones to bring it up. You can't offer your penis... To, as a form of counseling. Just. Just letting it out there. Just letting you know. So this lifeguard comes. And he's not in the Baywatch Red lifeguard. So I don't know if he's part of the Baywatch crew. Um, but later there's a second lifeguard. Also wearing black. So. Just full body like wetsuits. So maybe they're part of a different division. They're not. They're not the beach division of Baywatch. They're like the water division, so they're going to have to deal with like deep diving and shit. So the first one comes and the lady's like, my husband's there, he's trapped, you got to save him. And the guy's like, yeah, he is, He go, go save him. No, actually he does sound like concerned, um, so he's a very good actor. He's, you know, no one's going to suspect anything like, uh, but I, I'm on to you guy, I'm on to you. 
You trapped her husband, and you're gonna comfort her, comfort her with your penis. So the lifeguard goes onto the boat and he looks around and he doesn't see like the he doesn't see anyone and the boat's on CGI fire. You know he can't waste time around sitting there like oh he probably jumped off the boat or fell off and they tell him like no no he's trapped. Um, you need a little more like if you know he's trapped, can't you like give like some like explanation of where he's trapped to know where to look because i'll get to it <laughs> um so the lifeguard's like he must have like fallen into the water so i'll go search the water and he doesn't find anything and another lifeguard comes by and he's gonna search too and they both search the water and they're like we don't find anything and at this by this point the boat has sunk because all the CGI fire has just uh, didn't burn it to a crisp, just caused it to sink. And the woman and the man are still like, He's trapped in the boat! Why won't you listen to us? And Lifeguard 1's just, because he's the cocky young guy, he's like, No! I told you! I looked! He's not there! And Lifeguard 2 is like older, so he's a little more calm. He's not a hothead. He's like, well, we can't find them anywhere in the water, so let's just give another look through the ship. So they go underneath, and they look through the ship, and... Oh, hey! Who won the pony? There's a dead body right there. And there was the young, cocky lifeguard who found them, and he screams like a little girl. Yeah! A dead body! Um, but it looked like he was, like, literally trapped in there. So why didn't the man and woman, like, give a little more... Like, he was trapped in this closet, or wherever it was he was trapped. Um, was he really trapped? I don't know. I looked away from the screen, I'm not rewinding. I, all I know is that he found a dead body and screamed like a little girl. And on to the credits! And I only mention the credits because I love the fact that Lou Rawls is in, like, the opening credits. Just completely listed as, like, a main cast member um we're on episode 14 so of the first 13 episodes he's appeared in like three episodes and his character is gone <laughs> yet he still gets the credit in, in the opening like his character sold the bar are we gonna get like at the end of the season like he comes back to check on how his bar is doing i, I mean the Psychic girl, she's not in the credits anymore. And she's gone. Replaced by fucking camera boy. Fuck him. He's not as cool. Uh, mostly because he's not as hot. So, I don't care about camera boy. I want psychic girl back. But Lou Rawls is in the credits. Even though his character sold the bar. So, I'm just intrigued. Because even when his character owned a bar he didn't appear in the show all that often was that just kind of part of the agreement like when they hired Lou Rawls he's like I'll do the show I'll do three episodes but I want my name in the credits for everyone so now they're bringing the body up to the surface and the first lifeguard is telling the second lifeguard like I'm telling you something's wrong I searched the boat there was no body there and you know 
I was there with him too, to be fair. I through the camera lens, I saw and I also did not see like anyone on the ship. And there might be something weird, some foul play. Cause the guy, he's like in the lifeboat, like, you're a lifeguard! You're supposed to save bodies! And then while the woman's crying, he puts his arm around her and rubs her shoulder for comfort. I told you! I told you that this guy, I fucking don't trust him. He killed her husband so that he can comfort her with his penis. Which, okay. Maybe it's still too early to say that's what's happening for sure. But, yeah, I'm sticking with it. I I think that is what's going on. So there's going to be a big client coming to meet the Hesselhoff Detective Agency. And, you know, Garner and Angie Harmon are excited because that means, hey, we might actually get paid for once. Because, you know, they... I think, like, the great majority of the cases they've done so far, they don't get paid for. Um, how is it... See, the 90s was such a good economic boom that you could have a detective agency never get paid and still be in business. But, unfortunately, they were planning on doing it at the club, but Donna Dierico has decided she's going to completely remodel it. And, oh, by the way, she got some flowers. And in the flowers is some diamond necklaces from some secret admirer. Oh yeah, she's got her sugar daddies. And can you blame them? It's Donna Dierico. If I had money to just give her a diamond necklace, I would seriously consider it. I'm not saying that I would absolutely 100% give Donna Dierico a diamond necklace. Just saying if I had the means that I could blow that kind of money, that is an option that's on the table. So they're not going to be able to meet the client at the club. They're going to have to go to like some other fancy restaurant. And even worse, Hasselhoff's not going to be able to meet them because he's hanging out with his friend. His friend is uh, the lifeguard, the young, hot-headed lifeguard. And he's like telling David Hasselhoff, like, I am got suspended. This isn't good. I want you to help me. I'm willing to hire you for... To help me solve this case. And Hasselhoff is like. You're not going to hire me. I'm going to do this for free. So it's a good thing Angie Harmon and Garner. Are courting this like super rich. Client to make up for. Again. Like you're just offering. Back and forth like. I'm just going to do these cases for free. Because I am David Hasselhoff. So. You know they go over the facts. And the lifeguard recounts everything that happened in the beginning and we get to see all the footage again this time in slow motion so i'm guessing like when they recorded this episode they were like five minute shorts or something and they're like eh, we'll just use that footage again and we'll just bring that kid in and have him record lines of <laughs> telling everything that happened and it's a good trick Got them that extra five minutes. Oh, and my theory that the guy was doing this so that he can comfort the wife with his penis. Well, that's not true because the guy is her brother. 
which uh, decreases the chances by like 80%. So it's not completely out of the realm that he wants to comfort her with his penis. But for a show like Baywatch Nights, most likely it's not going to be an incestuous angle. But in my head canon, he's going to comfort her with his penis. And so Hasselhoff tells the rest of the detective agency about the case and what's going on. And they're like, okay, we'll help you. But you got to help us with our case. You know, the case we're going to get paid for, which uh, the guy thinks his wife is going to kill him or something. I wasn't paying close attention. The guy's boring. I, I can see why the wife wants to kill him off. I'm not saying she should. I'm just saying I can see where she's coming from. From seeing him for like 10 seconds. So Hasselhoff uh, does some surveillance on a boat that's owned by the guy, I think. And I don't know. If anything interesting happens in that case, we'll pick up with it. I, But that's like the beat story, like... So that's not the main case. That's not what we're focused on. So Angie Harmon goes to see the autopsy guy. <laughs> the coroner. He, he's the autopsy guy. And asking for, you know, any results. And the guy's like, yeah, he drowned. Which, like, um, yeah. <laughs> we know he drowned. And he thinks it's an accident. Because, you know, it happens. People fall in the water and they drown. But Angie Harmon thinks, well, would you be looking at this case differently if you were coming from the perspective that it might be a murder? Because he was unconscious before he fell to the fell into the water. Which, um... I don't know if Angie Harmon's just bluffing there, or she has, like, some information. She kind of was looking at the body, so... I don't know, maybe she knows how to do autopsies better than the coroner. Who's kind of creepy, because he's like, you know, okay, I'll do another run at this, and when I get the results, you know, maybe we can discuss it over lunch. Which, you know, at least it wasn't over dinner, so you can kind of, like, be like, oh, no, it's a business lunch. Or maybe that's his plan, was, it's a date that I can write off on my taxes, that is fucking brilliant. That is why, like, businessmen always fuck their mistresses during lunch. Because <laughs> then they can get the tax write-off for the lunch itself. That is just brilliant. I, I wish I was that smart. And, you know, skeezy. Um, So much of it, like, I just couldn't do at all. Like, any of it. Oh, okay, I, I probably would uh, take a fake lunch for a tax write-off. But, Angie Harmon uh, turns down the coroner's offer. Because she knows he's too creepy. And plus, you know, she still wants the Hasselhoff. So she says no, and the coroner's like, oh, okay, well, I'll go and do it anyway. So it's time for everyone to kind of gather notes and... Well, just Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon. I don't know what Garner's doing. And I don't know what Photographer Boy is doing. And I'm still not sure if he actually is part of the detective agency or not. He kind of just comes and goes. 
But so uh, Hasselhoff uh, has been watching the one dude's wife and with super hearing technology uh, sounds like she's going to talk to a hitman or something. I don't know. I I strangely have no interest in that case even though it involves someone possibly hiring a hitman to kill their husband. I feel like it's going to turn out to be nothing. She probably like this person that she's talking to is going to throw like a surprise party or something. Or because the guy said, like, they were having an argument over, like, children. So maybe she's just talking to, like, the adoption agency and she's willing to just adopt a kid for them. I, I don't know. But Angie Harmon's like, yeah, this drowning is mysterious. And it didn't really take an autopsy because she did notice something that once she pointed it out is like, oh, yeah, the coroner should have really fucking, like, caught this, but... There was no signs of struggle. Yeah, you drown. Even if, you, if you've if you chosen that you want to die, and this is how you're committing suicide, is by trying to drown yourself, your body is still, like, unless you're, like, fucking passed out drunk or drugged out, your body is gonna fight it. Like, it's gonna say, like, fuck you. I want to live. So let's try to swim to safety and yell for help. And so there should be signs of struggle. So he must have been passed out when he went to the water. So this is where she got the, he was unconscious. So Angie Harmon, she should be a coroner. She, she is a damn good detective. So I wouldn't have never thought of that. And the coroner never thought of that. And so, Hasselhoff decides, like, ah, I should pay a little visit to the grieving widow and her brother. And, you know, he's being kind of ham-fisted, like, ah, yeah, I'm a detective, and I'm representing the lifeguard that killed your husband. Well, he doesn't say killed your husband, but he's like, you know, that lifeguard, and she starts fake crying, and the brother comes in, and he's like, you know... We'll try to get to the bottom of this. Like, you know, sometimes things happen and it is unfortunate. And we're going to try to get through this and move on with our lives as quickly as we can. And then after Hassoff leaves, because he fell for that story. Or pretended to fall for that story. I think he knows that that was bullshit story. And so, but he has to pretend that he fell for it. And sister's kind of worried. And, um, what? Ah! I wish I had better short-term memory. So the sister's worried that they're going to get caught. And the brother's kind of like, nah, don't worry about it. I'll take care of the private investigator. And then we can get back to the business we were going before the lifeguard came. They're going to do the business. I told you! I told you they're gonna fuck! They're not gonna let the fact that their brother and sister get in the way, because they are going to fuck. Because she's a grieving widow. They probably already fucked. She's a grieving widow, and he's comforted her with his penis. Now it's Garner's turn to keep an eye on the lady who may or may not be hiring a hitman. 
and she gets a phone call from someone who may or may not be the hitman. I'm telling you, this is too mysterious, and... Well, okay, like, if you're talking over the phone, you don't want to say straight out, Hey, I'm the hitman! But, you know, he's giving her the rules of, like, Oh, meet me here, and I'll find you. You won't know who I am. Because whatever you think I look like, I won't. Which, um, it's pretty ballsy, because... He doesn't know what she's going to think he looks like. So, you know, I mean, if he's like a 14-year-old girl with a fake mustache, then yeah, okay, you were not what I thought you would look like, is going to say like 99% of the people. I, I just think it's risky. If you look something like what a hitman would look like, it's possible that you look like what she thinks. Or you might be a clown because you're a birthday clown that she's hiring. But, you know, she starts crying after the phone call is over. So, could be that she's not hiring the hitman. Maybe this is something where she's being blackmailed. Huh. I still don't care. Over on the Hasselhoff side, they're trying to come up with a plan. And they... Oh, Hasselhoff talks to Lou Rawls. How how did I almost forget that? Lou Rawls is in the episode! So no wonder he's still like in the credits. Because he's still a character that, even though he sold the bar, is I guess is just going to shop show up time from time and give David Hasselhoff some advice. And his advice this week is don't try to make sense of the craziness. Good advice, good advice. Um, I don't know if Hasselhoff will take it, but... I think, I think that's good life advice. But then, you know, Hasselhoff's, like, just hanging out with uh, photographer boy and Angie Harmon, and they're trying to discuss things when this giant dude, like, comes by, and he's like, oh, hey, are you guys detectives? And they're like, yeah. Like, I'm a PI, too, but I'm from out of town, so I don't know anything about this area. I could use some help. Are you willing to help? And they're like, um, well, I guess we could help. He's like, great. I will pay you $500 an hour for guaranteed 200 hours. And they're like, uh-huh. That sounds kind of mysterious. It's like, a little too good to be true. Who are your clients? And he's like, well, my clients are involved with uh, recent boat accidents. And Hesshoff knows who the clients are. And they're like, oh. Yeah, well, unfortunately, since we have a client who is the guy your clients are blaming for the death, it's a conflict of interest. So we're going to have to turn down your offer. So, unfortunately, giant dick. Ha, ha, ha. He's a dick because that's what they call private investigators, dicks. I don't know why. That's just the thing they do. He's going to have to report back and say, like, oh, they uh, turned it down. Because, really, the assignment would probably be, um, just don't investigate. And you would make um, 500 times 200 is a lot of fucking money! And you're going to turn that down 
so you can help the lifeguard that's not going to pay you money. Scruples. Hasselhoff has scruples. But of course, now, you know, the private investigator is going to have to tell, like, the, the brother and sister, like, oh, yeah, they're not going to play ball. Things are going to get ratcheted up. Things are going to get serious. Shit is going to get real. And shit gets real pretty quick. It's nighttime, and Hasselhoff's walking down the boardwalk in his brown Adidas bomber jacket. Cheap plug. Hey, Adidas, send me a bomber jacket. Because I keep bringing this up every week on every episode. I love that thing. I, I want that Adidas bomber jacket so bad. Um, can I... You know what? I'm going to Google, see if I can shop for Adidas brown bomber jacket. Uh, do, do, do. My internet is slow. Not my internet, it's my computer that is slow. Or maybe it is just my mind that is slow. Adidas brown bomber jacket. Oh, and it's like a <laughs> suggested search. So I didn't have to write the whole thing down. So, this must be a popular, about 25 million results. Oh, boy. This will take a while to load. So, while it's loading, let me... Oh, it's... It's up. It's... Wow. Um, yeah, that is uh, too fucking expensive for me. So, I will not have a bomber jacket unless Adidas send me one. And I will promote the fuck out of it. I'm already promoting the fuck out of it. But this time I'll put pictures. And I'll put pictures on like my Instagram. And from now on, like my YouTube videos are going to be me wearing this bomber jacket. Come on, Adidas. Do me a solid. But so, a group of thugs come and they're like, yeah, you got to back off the case. And they beat him up because they're like, Sending them messages. Now, here's the thing. We don't know which case they want him to back off of. Like, the obvious one would seem like, oh, it's like the boat one. But it could also be the woman who may or may not have hired a hitman. They don't really, like, specify. They just said, back off the case. And after they're heading back to the car... Hasselhoff runs after them because he's about to tussle. You know, he's Hasselhoff. He doesn't care that there's three of them and only one of him because, you know, that's an unfair fight. You can't send only three people to fight Hasselhoff. But the head thug, he actually makes sense. He's like, look, guy, look, dude, we got hired to beat you up to send a message. We did that. And this is all over. We've got no beef for you, with you, so you shouldn't have any beef with us. And Hassoff's like, well, you do have a point there. Um, well, Hassoff should have at least asked, like, so who does have the beef with me? Should have asked, where's the beef? So the giant P.I. goes to the brother and sister and is like, yeah, they didn't take the money, and I don't think we really did much to scare them off. And I overheard them say that they're going to go dive by the wreckage. So uh, things are probably not going to work out too good for you. 
And the brother's like, yeah, you take care of this. You fix it, you asshole. Do something right for your life for once. Or for once in your life. And it doesn't matter that I screwed that saying up because he didn't really say it anyhow. But he thought it! I, I, could, I can sense these things. And brother's mad because apparently the sister, you know, he married, or she married this guy and she was so crazy that then he wanted to divorce them. He was going to divorce both of them. Yeah. He was going to divorce her and he, she tried to pay him off to make this an amicable divorce, but it wasn't. So that was meaning that the books into their business of the sister and brother would be opened up and like, uh-oh, someone's been skimming some money. And that's no bueno if that got opened up. So they had the whole plan to kill the husband. And Hasselhoff and Photo Boy, they dive in and they get pictures of everything. And it's enough for them to figure out, like, what happened. Which, uh, I'm going to spare you that explanation because I don't really care either. But they got the pictures and they're like, you know... We'll take this to the cops and it'll prove that our lifeguard friend is not responsible for the guy dying. And cops, you take it from there because we don't really give a fuck any further. We just want to get our friend off. Um, Not in that way. Because I'm sure Angie Harmon could get him off all day long. She can get me off all day long. Where was I? Because now I'm distracted by thoughts of Angie Harmon. So, you hear that? I'm getting text. Is it from Angie Harmon? Is it from Angie Harmon? No, it's not from Angie Harmon. Um, but, something. Yeah, but apparently, uh, the lifeguard, who is a hothead, Hasselhoff says. See, I told you he was a hothead. I, you think I was just being uh, all like, oh, he's young, so he's gotta be a hothead. No, he's a hothead. Like, oh, he saw the pictures that Hasselhoff and Photoboy took. So, uh, he might go off the deep end and do something, um, not good that could hurt the case and hurt everyone. So now on to the woman who may or may not have hired a hitman. And actually isn't the guy's wife, it's his mistress. Which, okay, now I'm interested, because if you see this guy, he's, like, super nerdy. Like, how the fuck did he get a mistress? Oh, because he's rich. <laughs> when you're rich, it doesn't matter what you actually look like. You get mistresses. And so, Garner and Lou Rawls show up, and they take advantage of the fact that she's never met the hitman before. Like, yeah, we're the hitman, and so what do you want us to do? And you're like, uh, just go away, because you can have your money, but go away, because I've changed my mind. I can't go through with it. And... You know, because they're trying to get her to, like, admit it. Because they've got the, you know, they're bugged. Whatever you call the things that record sound from far away. <laughs> yeah, those things. Uh, you know, people always make fun of me because I'm an English major and I, like, talk horribly. It's like, an English major is about reading, not speaking. Okay? I read good. I don't speak good. So, 
yeah, so, you know, they gotta get her to admit that she was trying to have him killed. But she's like, oh, because I, I was gonna hire you to kill her. And they're like, what, her? What, aren't you gonna kill the guy? Like, no, I wanted to kill his wife because she's so miserable and I love him and I want him to be happy. And, but then the real hitman shows up and he's like, I told you to come alone. And Garner's like, well, this must be the Hitman. And he punches the Hitman. The Hitman falls into the ocean. And I'm sure they'll go clean him up later and take him to jail or where, wherever they take criminals. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's so many options of where they'll, they'll take, like, criminals. And the guy, he's so happy. He's like, I heard it all. You love me. Oh... So, I hope he goes and, you know, does the right thing and gets a divorce. You love someone else, then you divorce your wife and you can be with her. That's, that's just courtesy. So, brother and sister duo, they hightail it out of there and leave the giant P.I. to, I don't know, guard and make sure no one attacks or something. I don't know. I just... I've stopped caring. Um, uh, the head lifeguard goes and he gets beat up. Luckily, Hasselhoff shows up and he runs after the giant P.I. and beats him up. And they take him into custody. And with the photos, there's enough to indict the brother and sister. But more importantly, the lifeguard is scot-free. Um, and everyone's got plans and with lovely women. And it's just Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon. And Hasselhoff wants to do something. Surfing lessons. But, uh oh, phone call. Someone's calling Angie Harmon. It's something big. Oh, she has to go and take it. And Hasselhoff is left alone. Sad. That's okay. He's still going to fuck someone tonight. Because it's the Hasselhoff. And whatever. This episode was lame. Uh, I'm kind of upset. Like, after, like, um some pretty good, like, episodes or as good as Baywatch Nights could possibly be. Um, I mean, there we had some fairly, like, pleasant episodes and this one was just boring. It's definitely a filler episode, but I guess you just can't knock them all out of the park. So, but 14 down, which means we have, um, if my math is right, 30 episodes left. I can see it. I can see the end. I I can't, but I'm telling me telling myself that so that I don't go crazy. Velvetal at hotmail.com or leave a comment in the comment section and just put me out of my misery. I love you all.